everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's August 24th. It is 2022. We have eight baseball games to talk about here on today's main slate. I'm joined by my buddy TJ rocking the Rugrats hoodie. Um, just watched Rugrats, the movie, the other day with my little man. So um, big, rug, big Rugrats fan from back in the day. TJ, what's happening, my friend? Heck yeah. Great show. Much like the Rugrats being a little baby, I feel like I'm in need of a nap. I am tired, but I'm ready to talk some baseball with you. I haven't stopped yawning since we um, jumped on this um, podcast. So, you know, it's going to be both a- tired and we're just like trading yawns back and forth. As soon as I finish one, you start yours and back and forth. Oh, yeah. And to get up early tomorrow, so I'm super excited about that. But anyway. Uh, eight games, solid slate. I mean, the pitching nowhere near the pitching that we had on yesterday's slate, but still some good options. Uh, so lots of lot to talk about and break down. We're gonna jump right in. We got the White Sox and the Orioles, eight and a half total in this one. The White Sox a one twenty five favorite. Giolito against Watkins. Any interest here in Lucas Giolito? I mean, he's not very expensive. I feel like I should, but not really. Lucas Giolito this year hasn't been really the same Lucas Giolito that we've seen in the past. Like the last game he didn't give up a run was July 13th. Baltimore has been hitting the ball pretty well lately. They're a much better team than people seem to realize. And so I don't really think I'm going to be into Lucas Giolito today. For what it's worth, he's been kind of reverse splits this year. Um, 32% Ks against left-handed hitters, 112 ISO against righties, 253 ISO, 405 Woba and a 21% K rate. And they're going to throw six or seven lefties at him in this game. So I think if you want to take some shots in tournaments and play Giolito, I don't hate it. Um, but like TJ said, this isn't Lucas Giolito of years past. I just... The reverse splits are somewhat interesting against the Baltimore offense that is very left-handed heavy. Um, so that's all I'm going to throw out there. Any interest in Watkins on the other side? No, not uh, not for me today. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind high strikeout pitchers against the White Sox because as talented as they are on paper, they have been struggling this year. But Sammy Watkins or Spencer Watkins, um, football brain there for a second, um, 14% K's on the season, 5.5 X FIP. He just doesn't have a huge ceiling and he's not someone that can really attack this offense. So I think upside wise, probably 20. And I don't know if that's enough today. Um, any interest in the White Sox bats? Yeah, a little bit. I think both sides of this game are somewhat interesting today. And the White Sox bats, Jose Abreu is super cheap. Uh, Eloy Jimenez is super cheap. Like this whole entire team is really cheap. So um, I definitely think uh, they make for an interesting stack. Yeah, they are an interesting stack because they're a lot of, a lot of ground ball hitters and they're facing a fly ball pitcher here in Watkins. Um, So Robert Jimenez, Abreu, these guys are definitely interesting. I don't know if I full five man stack here, but they're definitely a stack. I think you can look at as like a secondary piece. Um, Any interest in the Baltimore bats against Giolito? A little bit for tournaments, yeah. More more so as one-offs. Like I really, really like Ryan Mountcastle today. I think he's gonna he's one of my favorite 
um, tournament one-offs. And I think there's a real uh, good chance he hits a home run as well. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I don't think I like Baltimore. Like I said, Gilito's kind of reverse splits and a lot of the guys I want to play. Uh, Mount Castle would be the guy, I think. So don't hate that call. We got Cincinnati at Philadelphia, eight and a half total. Phillies, a two fourteen favorite here. TJ Zerch against Sanchez. Any interest? TJ and TJ. <laughs> it's once again me pitching. TJ with a Z. There's not that many of us, and it is me myself here doing it. I have zero interest in me because I shouldn't be pitching in Major League Baseball, Stevie. Like I can throw the ball pretty hard for someone who's never played baseball. Like I get my shoulder warmed up, I can still I can still reach eighty miles an hour, but I shouldn't. That that doesn't mean I can play in the major leagues. You think you could throw eighty? I uh, without a warm up in Yankee Stadium, they had a radar gun, and I threw seventy four. I would take the under on eighty. Just be just. Under. I mean, listen, it's hard under, to throw eighty. That's fair. I think I can get up for seventy. Seventy is. I mean, okay. To be fair, like never playing baseball for 70 solid. Yeah, I I, uh, I can I wish I would have because like I played basketball and football and I'm just my body is perfectly suited for baseball. I have a big lower exterior and I can throw the ball really far with good hand eye coordination. And I decided to play basketball and I'm five foot ten can't jump worth crap. Um, but, uh, I do wish I would have, I do wish I would have played baseball. Cause I think that would have been more my athletic calling. I'm starting to get good at golf though. Let me tell you, starting to get real good at golf. Um, the fastest I ever threw was 99. That never, is, yeah, never. Hit, I did know you were good at baseball. Yeah. I never hit triple digits, which to this day is something that makes me so sad, but not really. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I sleep on my arm, like if I sleep on my arm that I like my right arm that I pitched with for so long, it, I wake up with numb arm. Um, that's how how bad my shoulder is nowadays. So when I always make jokes about I think I could beat Detroit, I, I still think I could. Um, <laughs> might it might have been like fourteen years ago, but all right. Uh, Sanchez on the other side of this game. I know Philly is a huge favorite here, and the Cincinnati offense is terrible. They did send this guy down to kind of get stretched out. Any interest in Sanchez? I don't think so. Like, what was the most? I I, I think I'm kind of going to kind of lean on you here because I am interested in how many pitches he threw in the minor leagues if he did get to go down there to get striked uh, to, to do that because, like, he is wildly cheap. So... I'm Maybe if on MME and DraftKings, if he's if we're gonna expect him to reach like 90 pitches or something like that. But the most he's thrown in the major league so far this year is 60. Um, and in that game, he put up 17 DK points. Like if we're gonna get if we could get 17 DK points at uh just over 5k, hell yeah, I'll have some interest in tournaments if I'm playing a lot of lineups. But if if we're, he's still gonna be limited around 60, that 70. Even if it's below eighty, I'm 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 going to be out. Yeah, not a huge prospect, Christopher Sanchez. Um, decent strikeout stuff in the minors this year. Just trying to pull it up. Um, 
the site that I used to use for like looking at minor league stuff has changed their stuff. He threw four innings on the 18th and five innings on the 12th. Um, so I don't have the pitch count in front of me, but the site that I used to use has changed everything. It's so annoying. Um, not a huge strikeout guy in the minors. The Cincy lineup is awful. It's beyond bad. Um, I don't think I could pull the trigger here on Christopher Sanchez, but I also don't feel like he's going to get blown up in this game. More of a ground ball guy doesn't typically get like give up a lot of home runs. So I'd say he probably throws like 75, 80 pitches, maybe four or five innings. If he doesn't get blown up and get some strikeouts, maybe pay off 5,500. But I think I would find options, other options today, but the lineup is awful. One, yeah, like so. Something I'm gonna say is the reason why I have somewhat of a small amount of interest if I was NMEing is because I have interest in very, very few pitchers today. On FanDuel, I like two. On DraftKings, I like one, two, three, and four, four and a half. Like. I don't like many pitchers today. I'm going to be looking to differentiate with my bats and not my pitching pool because I'm going to be keeping a very, very tight one. Any interest in the Cincinnati bats here? The fact that he's a left-handed pitcher just kind of leaves me with no. Like, as a full stack. Give me some Jonathan India as a one-off, but, like, I don't really like... I want to like more because it's not a super great pitcher. Maybe I'll play some some India Farmer. And I mean, they're going to be so damn cheap. So I guess, yeah, if I want to be pairing uh, Gowan and McClanahan together, who who are going to talk more, uh, maybe, maybe I'm going to mix in some Senzel and some stuff like that in there. So yeah, I, I do like the Cincinnati stack. They're cheap. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. They're really cheap. Um, if you want to do like a three-man Cincinnati stack, I'm not going to talk you out of it. You know, Senzel is 2200 Um, Farmer is probably the most expensive guy outside of India, and India is really struggled against lefties, so it doesn't really matter. But, yeah, I mean, they're cheap. They're really cheap. Aquino, Farmer, Senzel, a little three-man, and try to, you know, get a home run or two out of that stack. It really a little cheap. Solano in there. Yeah, <laughs> I hate playing that guy, man. Uh, three for five, three singles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe an RBI. There you go. Let's talk Philly bats here. Um, I mean, so far, two starts, but 6.5 XVIP for um, Zooch. Zooch? Zooch? I don't know. Uh, I it, pronounce it Zwarich. Is he? Would do you think he pronounced it the same as yours? The spelling is so different. Yeah, no, I'm just going with the bit that it's it's literally me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, over my head. Um, I'm tired. I get a pass. It started with Dean, and you weren't on that show, so I it's all good. Even better. Um, because then it's Dean's fault, and it's not mine. But. <laughs> Anyway, through two starts, really bad. 6.5 XFIP, 11 Ks, 11% Ks, um, 82% contact rate, not really generating any swing and strikes. And I think Philly's a top stack on this slate. Cincinnati has 
the worst bullpen in baseball. Um, and they've used the bullpen a lot this week. So yeah, I like I like the Philly stack a lot today. Yeah, they're the best stack on the slate. And I think on DraftKings, you you're not gonna have to worry too too much about ownership. Like, yes, people will be playing them, but appropriately so. On FanDuel, I think it's a bit of a different discussion. Who is the it's Kyle Schwarber is the most expensive Philly on FanDuel? How how expensive do you think he is? Thirty two hundred. Did you look or was that no? A I was like completely guess. Completely yeah. guess. You Boom. got Schwarber is thirty two hundred. Like he's going to be pushing forty percent owned on FanDuel. Yeah. That's high, and but I mean, I in don't baseball, know if it's I too don't, high. Yeah, like it's in baseball, it's too high. If I'm playing, if if I'm playing Schwarber tomorrow outside of cash games, which I don't play, but just for reference. I'm making sure my secondary stack is quite different. Yeah. Uh, or, I mean, if he's going to be 30, 40% owns. I mean, at that point, if you're playing him, depending on how many lineups you're playing, like you're either going underweight. I don't know if I fully fade him or doubling the field and getting like 75, 80% and just hoping that the chalk spot is the right spot for him today. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, it's a fantastic spot. It's it's it doesn't get much better than this. It's going to be eighty eight degrees. It's the hottest game on the slate, and yeah, I mean, left handed power in this ballpark is fantastic. This bullpen stinks. Like everything points to Schwarber being a good play today. No cores on this slate, no Wrigley wind. Like everything points to Schwarber being the top hitter on the slate. Likely it's I'm going to be doing something like, I mean, I don't know for sure because I'm on Grinders Live and I always like MMEing if I'm on Grinders Live, but likely I'm going to be doing something like playing three lineups in my, I'm, I, and because of the stat, the re, like how much I like the Phillies, I'll probably do a back half of the lineup Philly stack that doesn't include Schwarber. And I'm going to have as just straight one through four, one, two, three, five, something like that Philly stack as well. And I'm going to just pair them with, looking at ownership, a stack that nobody's playing. I love Philly. I mean, the full stack very much in play for me today. Um, don't forget about Bryson Stott. He's he's really forgotten about in Philly stacks, and he has good power, and he should hit like six. So, you know, Derek Hall, if he's in the lineup. You know, he got optioned down, right? Uh, didn't that happen Monday? So he won't be in the lineup. But, yeah, I mean, I love Philly in this spot. All right, Angels going to Tampa again. Seven total. The Rays a 260 favorite here. Mike Mayers against McClanahan. Uh, any interest here in Mike Mayers? Nope. You have to be able to attack the Tampa lineup. Yeah, they strike out a ton. But you got to attack them. They're still good hitters uh, throughout this lineup, and this is not the dude to do it. 5.5 XFIP. Um 21% Ks really struggles with fly balls and hard contact. Yeah, I'm going to pass on him today for sure. I would much rather play who were just Sanchez for $500 more than if I was going to play Mares. So um, let's talk about McClanahan. He's the highest price pitcher on the slate. Obviously, strikeout wise, he has the highest ceiling of any pitcher. Trout's back. That helps, but he's still striking out a bunch. Otani back in the lineup as well. What are we doing with McClanahan here? 
whatever Shane McClanahan is owned tomorrow, I can promise you today, sorry, I can promise you I will have more. Um, I don't think it'll be near walk button territory for me, but if I'm playing one pitcher, this is who it's going to be. Unless I just really need that salary on FanDuel to go down to uh, Zach Gallen. But McClanahan's my favorite pitcher on the slate. Yeah. Um, he's been struggling recently, but I think the matchup just kind of outweighs that. The pitching slate in general, I don't like playing Valdez. Um, you know, he, he obviously has some upside. I mean, Heaney has some upside. Um but there's no like perfect pitcher today, in my opinion. So I think McClanahan just kind of chasing that ceiling and playing the talent is very much in play. Any interest in the Angels bats? No. Yeah, I mean, like, you can always play Mike Trout or Otani. Like you, yep. and it, especially if you're playing multiple lineups, like that's never bad. But they're not a target today. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I kind of like Tampa. Don't know if I'd full stack them, but. They're a secondary stack that I'll definitely be looking at today to, you know, make maybe like a Philly stack different. Yeah, I'm with you. Randy Rosarena has been hitting the ball really well. So has Yandy Diaz. It's going to depend on the, on the lineup we see. But if we do get somebody like if we see Harold Ramirez here against a righty and Manuel Margot back in the lineup against a righty, if these guys have some decent spots and we know we're not going to have to worry about pinch hit. I like that quite a bit. And Brandon Lau, just way too cheap, $2,600 on FanDuel. Um, he's maybe a cash game play there. Toronto at Boston, no total in this game. Um, I mean, it sounds like it's going to be bellow opening for the Red Sox, maybe throwing an inning or two, and then Rich Hill coming in in long relief, and then Barrios pitching for... Toronto, any interest here in Barrios against Boston? So I have no interest in Barrios on FanDuel, but I think I do on DraftKings. I think he's a high upside SP2 option at only 7,200. I don't hate it on Barrios, but my biggest concern with Barrios is his strikeouts have been down. I mean, he just dominated the Yankees, but I, that's not really hard right now. Um, the Red Sox are a low strikeout team. I probably don't play Barrios today, but I hear you. Um, he is someone that can have an eight strikeout game when he's on. So um the That's Boston the thing, right? Like you just gotta like he's strictly a tournament guy. You just look at the game log and you see 30, negative 12, negative four, 27. He has the upside in him, but he's definitely by no means safe. Um any interest in this Red Sox situation? No. Yeah, no interest for me either. Um, yeah, it, any interest here in the Toronto Bats? I think they're going to be my second favorite stack on the slate at worst third or fourth. But I love Toronto today. Yeah, I mean, Toronto has the ceiling for sure. You know, what they had scored like eight runs in the third against the Red Sox yesterday. Um, didn't really do much after that. I mean, the game's still going, but um, yeah, I definitely don't mind Toronto here. Rich Hill's hittable. Um, Bello is a huge prospect, but he hasn't pitched well yet. Um, and it sounds like he's really not going to go far at all. Uh, Boston bats against Barrios. 
no – I mean, Tommy Pham banged up in the game on um, Tuesday. It was like a lower back thing. I don't know if he'll be in the lineup. Um, any interest here in Boston? If I'm playing a lot of lineups, I'm definitely going to have some interest in tournaments because, like I said, we've, we, we've definitely seen Barrios get blown up. And so I'll have some interest in them um, for tournaments, but – like Devers has been hitting the ball poorly lately. We may not have Fam in the lineup. There's still no uh there's still no Trevor Story. JD Martinez just hasn't been JD Martinez this year. So I don't have a ton of interest, but if I'm playing a lot of lineups, I will definitely get some. St. Louis at Chicago. Doesn't sound like the wind is going to be a factor here, but no total night before. Miles Mikolas against Luke Farrell. Uh, any interest here in Miles Mikolas? DraftKings, yeah, I do have some interest in Mikolas as a uh, Mikolas Mikolas as a um, FB two FanDuel. No. Yeah, I mean in Chicago, they they strike out enough where definitely don't mind you know taking some shots here. Um, Farrell is going to make his first start of this season. You know, we've seen him um, out of the bullpen. In years past, like Texas, Minnesota, and I'm pretty sure he was with Chicago at one point. Um, but anyway, so we've seen him in the past. This year in AAA, though, uh, 10% swinging strikes, only a 19% K rate. He's really struggled with command. They're just kind of out of arms, and they need someone here. So I don't think this is a spot I want to play Farrell. Definitely not playing Farrell, and if you're listening to this before the expert survey is out, or even if you're not a premium member, it's time to get premium, but I'm going to give you a little tease because I'm subbing in for somebody else on the expert survey today, and I can tell you that my top five favorite stacks are going to be Philadelphia, Toronto, St. Louis, Houston, and the Dodgers. And uh, St. Louis is a team I forgot to mention when I was talking about Toronto and my four favorite stacks. I didn't realize how good of a spot this was for them. Yeah, really good spot. Um, value at the top of the order that we could potentially get. Pay up to get the expensive bats. Um, I mean, just in general, this is going to be a good spot for St. Louis. Like this stack a lot. With Contreras, not likely to play in this one. Um he hurt his ankle in game one of the doubleheader on Tuesday. I highly doubt he's in the lineup. Like there's just nothing that I like here uh, against Mikolas. No, me neither. One of the reasons that I think he's very much in play, I really didn't talk about it, but at 7,900, I could see him putting up like 22 to 25 in this spot. I think this is a really good spot for him. Uh, the Cubs, not a great offense. And I mean, I could see him having like seven or eight, really solid innings in this spot. And I think that might be enough today at 7,900. Yeah, I'm with you there. I honestly think if you are not paying up for Gallon, Michaelis is probably going to be the SP2 that you like is the next best, best option. Um, I, I like him quite a bit today. Minnesota at Houston, seven and a half total. The Astros, a 240 favorite. Dylan Bundy against Valdez. Any interest here in Dylan Bundy? Hard pass on Dylan Bundy. Yeah, I mean, Dylan Bundy, not someone that we typically play. 17% Ks on the season. 
gives up a ton of hard contact and fly balls to both sides of the plate. Doesn't really generate any soft contact or swinging strikes, and he doesn't walk people. So, I mean, this is a spot we're going to see a lot of hard contact. And one of the reasons that you mentioned Houston as a top five stack for you today. Uh, Valdez, 10-4 for Valdez here. I mean, we know what we're getting out out of uh, Valdez. He's going to generate a ton of ground balls. He's going to strike out a couple in the process, and he's not going to get blown up. But is that enough for 10-4 today? I don't know. I really feel like I have, I should have more value or or, sorry, should have more interest in Valdez than I do. We're not going to get Buxton in this lineup. So that Minnesota team is a lot less scary, but I just can't see myself getting there. Like to me, Valdez ends up optimal by other people failing, not by him going off. I'll say this, right? There's not a ton of power in this lineup. And there's not a lot of strikeouts. There's just going to be a lot of balls put on the ground in this game. And I don't know if he has enough upside. I think it's really going to come down to ownership. Like, what's his ownership compared to, like, McClanahan and Heaney? I think is in Gallon. Like, if he's he's going to be the lowest owned of that group, but how low, in my opinion, is going to be interesting. Because, like, you know, Buxton was put on the IL um, yesterday on Tuesday. So it takes out their best bat. I just, I could see Valdez like cruising through like seven or eight innings here. I just don't know if he has enough ceiling. Any interest in the Minnesota bats in this one? No, zero. The one guy that I have interest in here is Miranda. He's a huge fly ball guy going up against a ground ball pitcher. I love fly ball ground ball matchups. It usually generates a lot of um, line drives. And we know Valdez gives up a lot of hard contact to righties as well. So I like Jose Miranda for tournaments um, as a low on tournament, like home run, try to like try to get a home run play. Uh, on the Houston side, I mean, everybody is in play here. This is a fantastic spot for Houston. Yeah, for their prices on DraftKings, Houston is my favorite stack. Jordan Alvarez is just cheaper than the other payoff options in the outfield. Alex Bregman is 4,800, has been hitting the ball so, so well lately. Your, uh, Kyle Tucker, 4,500 on DraftKings, just way, way too cheap. He's one of my favorite point-per-dollar plays on the entire slate. Um, Trey Mancini has just been fantastic since he's been uh, in, the Astro, uh, in the Astros organization. He had so many balls in Baltimore that would have uh, been home runs in nearly any other park. And now we're seeing that come to fruition in Houston. So he's the fifth guy I like to mix into my stack with Altuve, Bregman, Alvarez, and Tucker. And uh, yeah, I love these guys today. All right, cruising along here, Arizona at Kansas City. Seven and a half total in this one. The Diamondbacks, a 125 favorite singer and Gallon. Zach Gallen, 9,500 here, coming off of three fantastic starts in a row. Um, at one point, was a really high prospect in baseball, and I was, I'm still, I can't believe Miami let this guy go. Um, anyway, like, still blows my mind to this day. But hey, whatever. What a steal um, for Arizona. This guy is super talented. Yeah, I mean, he's in a fantastic spot here. Yeah, he really is. It just seems like one of those games that it's so perfect and he's been so good that it's probably just going to go wrong. But 
he's my favorite option for an SB2 today. And if you're fading Gallon, he's or sorry, if you're fading McClanahan, he's my next favorite option for an SP1 with uh, Mikolas as the SP2. So, I mean, at the end of the day, he has to get around like Perez and Witt. Um, Vinny went on the IL, like ton of ton of strikeout upside in this spot. Like the projected starting lineup has a 26% K rate against right-handed pitching this season. Like, yeah, I love this spot for him today. And honestly, I don't think this is a spot you want to necessarily sleep on Singer on the other side of this game. I don't think he's going to get a ton of ownership today. And this might be one of those rare spots where I'm like playing both pitchers in this game and hoping for a really low scoring game. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Singer's interesting as well. He is one of the guys I was considering strictly tournaments just because of that price tag. But we've seen recently uh, with the strikeout upside he's put up this year that uh, he he can put up a, a score to make that price tag worth it. Um, Bats in this game, anything on the Arizona side? No, I don't think so. Uh, Kettle Marte was super cheap on FanDuel yesterday. I don't know if he's really cheap again. Um, he's 2900 Yeah, I mean, that's that's just a really good price for a talented hitter that not only can get it done with the bat, but can get it done by like stealing bases and stuff. Even though he only, I think he only has like three or four stolen bases this year, which is kind of weird. Um, any interest in the Kansas city bets on FanDuel, Bobby Witt Jr. And Salvador Perez are super cheap. And no one likes to play catchers on FanDuel. Exactly. So that's those two guys I do have interest in. Yes. I'll, I'll say this. I don't mind either one of those guys, and I don't mind Marte, but overall, I probably don't take a lot of hitters at all from this game. Exactly. It's Those guys are so cheap that if they land in my lineup, I they're talented enough, I may not change it, but I'm not going to be going out of my way to get them. We finish it out. Milwaukee, Adelaide taking on the Dodgers. No total in this game. Hauser is expected to be the starter in this game and activated from this one um, activated from the aisle for this game. So no total out. We'll get a total uh, probably tomorrow morning. Uh, and then Heaney pitching for the Dodgers. Any interest here in Adrian Hauser? No zero. Yeah. I've had no issues recently taking some shots against the Dodgers, depending on the pitcher, but this is not the guy <laughs> I want to do it with. Um, by any means, you know, he wasn't pitching good before he went on the IL. But Andrew Heaney on the other side, Heaney has a 34% K rate on the season. Um, pitch count is, I think, the biggest concern with Heaney. The fact that he went 89 last time out is super solid. Um, he just faced his team and gave up a bunch of home runs. If he's going to get 90 pitches, he has the upside. Um, what are your thoughts here on Heaney? He definitely has the upside. I hope he's really chalky so I don't have to play him, though. I think he's going to be low-owned. I think he definitely could be, especially with this being the late game. And if that's the case, you simply have to take chances on a guy with that high of a strikeout rate. But I just don't really want to play him. Adamus McCutcheon Renfro is a pretty scary three-in-a-row facing uh, against a left-handed pitcher. But... I mean, if he strikes them out, they don't got too much to worry about behind that. So, yeah, he has high upside, but I am quite scared of it. Any interest in the Milwaukee Bats here? As one-offs, 
like those three guys I mentioned, Renfro, McCutcheon, Adamus, I think are fine plays, but none like not as a full stack here. Yeah, those are the three guys that I would um, take shots on. And then, I mean, the Dodgers are in a fantastic spot here. They're just, I mean, they're not like overly expensive. If you go like, if you get some Joey Gallo and you play Muncie, you can, you know, take two, uh, maybe three of Freeman Turner bets. Um, I probably leave Will Smith on the on the bench here, and he probably hits three home runs to, you know, make me look bad, but. He's so expensive as a catcher, it's hard for me to play him, but I love the Dodgers in this spot. Yeah, I'm with you as well. Dodgers are a top five stack for me. It will could Edwin No, he's still in AAA right now. Never mind. Rios. Um yeah. Yeah. I was just seeing if he had maybe been called up. I saw he wasn't hurting anymore. I love the Dodgers in this spot. I think it's a def- uh, definitely an interesting conversation too, depending on what site you look at. Um because like Trey Turner is below 4k on FanDuel now he's $400 more than Max Muncy um and so I think he's a really strong play over there and uh it's just going to be interesting to see this lineup that they end up putting out because with Gavin Lux hurt it's going to be interesting to see what they do do they go Chris Taylor at second base is Muncy uh going over there with Turner at third or heck maybe they do call up uh Rios facing a a right-handed bat so I'm definitely interested to see the lineup, but what whoever's out there, I'm gonna have interest. They have um Al Alberto as well as like a utility player. And I don't think they call up Rios unless like Joey Gallo slumps because he's been DHing a lot um for them. So who knows? I mean he's been it's playing just something since- it's like if Lux ends up on the on the um like 10 day IL that's where I could end up seeing Rios getting called uh called oh yeah I think that would be the corresponding move for sure uh and like Gallo's been playing some right field as well um but Lux I mean it just sounded like it was just neck soreness so who knows um that's why I'm kind of speculative speculative because that could be one of those things like maybe he woke up with a neck kink and the next day he's fine or it could be one of those things that it's like, ah, my shoulder was tight and it led to a really sore neck. And now I'm like this for the next five days. <laughs> Don't we all love that? It's worse. It happens to me all the time. I just told you, man, when I wake up on my shoulder, um, it takes a few minutes for to get feeling in the hand. I get right. that too. It, it usually comes back after like 10, 50, like, like 20 seconds. Um, but like, I, I've, I've definitely had that on, um, I'll, I'll probably get that like once a week where I wake up and I'm like, oh, I can't feel below my elbow. <laughs> it also depends like if I played a short or long disc golf course mm. the day before. Um, For me, it's more of just I sleep on my arm 100% of the time. Like I, I sleep on my side with my arm under my pillow. There you go. Solid. All right. So let's play the morning grind game and then we will get out of here under 8K on DraftKings to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today? Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts, I'm going to go Miles Michaelis. Yep, he is the guy. Um, I don't think anybody... I'm making you take Barrios. I'm not taking Barrios. Um, you have to. Nope. Give me... Gosh, they're so bad. Um, <laughs> you have to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would probably be Barrios, but I don't think anybody else... <laughs> I don't even know if Mikolas gets six or more strikeouts. 
Uh, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Lucas Giolito. Yeah, that's the option. Um, I'm going to go Valdez. And I, I, I think a lot of the times he gets over 15 fantasy points here. But if Babip is wrong, uh, like if he has a bad Babip game because he does generate so many ground balls, he doesn't get there because of his lower strikeouts. So I'll go Valdez. Uh, Heaney was the other one. Heaney, if he doesn't get like the pitch count, would be the guy too. Uh, over 4K to hit a home run. Who do you got? Over 4K to hit a home run today. I'm going to go Kyle Tucker. We're going to stay in the same game. I'm going to go Jordan Alvarez against Bundy. To be clear, I like Alvarez better, but getting the clear first choice in those pitching options, I decide to be nice. No, you're good. Um, Schwarber was my other one, so I had two written down. Under 4K to get two hits, who do you got? I do not have two written down for this one, so don't pick my guy. I'm going Eloy Jimenez. All right, good. You didn't pick my guy. Uh, I'm going Bryson Stott. I talked about him when we were talking about Philadelphia. I really like him. Give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Houston. I like it. I'm going to go Philadelphia. They're getting the worst bullpen in baseball. They're getting a bad pitcher, TJ. We he already told you guys that he can't pitch. Um, so there you go. There you go. But rumor has it I can maybe get upwards of a high 70s miles per hour. I still take the under on 80. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I've thrown with a radar gun once in my entire life, and it was 74. So I definitely think that's a fair under. I would put the over under at 76 and a half. All right. I'm I haven't thrown a baseball in so long. I'm more curious what I can get a disc golf disc up to. Cause like I like recently have started throwing more distance drivers with my forehand because I can get this disc up to speed. So I'm probably in the seventies throwing a disc. So who knows? Okay. Okay. Do you play do you play any real golf? Oh yeah. I live on a golf course. Oh yeah, you're in Florida. Of course you play yeah. real golf. Yeah. I've uh it's it's wild. It's, it's an eight game slate. We got a little bit of time. I'm not, if the people want to leave, they can they can leave. That's okay. Um, but uh, I, uh, I I just played a little bit today, and I'm so proud of myself because I used to golf so so much, and all my friends are like three four scratch handicap golfers, um, and I'm like good compared to the average person. I'm a ten handicap, right? Like I'm pretty good, but in comparison to my friends and my dad, they always just kick my butt. But uh, I used to lift a lot of weights, and now I don't anymore. And I'm so flexible. And golf is just so much easier. I just get to walk on the course, and I get to swing how I want to swing instead of having a billion thoughts. It's fantastic. There you go. What's your best ever golf round? My best round is a uh, 78. Okay. I mean, that's super respectable. I've shot under par twice. Nice. So I used to play golf a lot. Um, my dad was a scratch golfer and taught me golf inside out. So I'm very good around the greens. I'm still like yeah. to this day, very good around the greens, but um, it just all depends that's, on what the driver's doing. <laughs> like, that, yeah. Right. That, can... That's my dad because he plays every day and he practices every day and he's 65 now, but is a one handicap two handicap. I think now, and so he's better than he ever has been as his body is beginning to fall apart just because it's his favorite things to do. He plays 27, 36 a day. 
yeah, I try to play disc golf at least four or five times a week. So it's a great exercise for me. Get um, active, people, and then stretch afterwards. Yes, always stretch afterwards. People forget, man, to stretch afterwards. And there's nothing worse than not stretching afterwards. But all right, TJ, we're going to get out of here. It's been fun. It's Wednesday. We'll be back Thursday talking more baseball. If everyone has a fantastic day, good luck. We'll see you then.